Have you ever considered what is available to create more magic in your world? If you allowed the mysticism to come through you, imagine the vastness of opportunity you could access. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the mystery of you. Now, here are the hosts of The Mystic Margarita Show, Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Marge Bowen, and I'm here with my good pal, Margaret Miller. Hi, Margaret. Hi there, Marge. Nice to see you. To see you. We are the Mystic Margaritas, and we are thrilled to be here today to talk to you about the 11th Gene Key. And that is a conversation we're going to have that about obscurity and moving from obscurity to light by way of idealism. And Margaret, I, you know, this is going to be a fun conversation because the, the dilemma of this gene key is belief. Hmm. And obscurity and belief are so intertwined together, right? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm squirming a little bit in my chair and as I think about that because it, it really is when I think about obscurity, you know, what does that mean? It it means uh can mean to not be seen or to be unknown or um to be not, not clear. Unim- yeah, not clear or unimportant, right? Mm-hmm. And how uh our beliefs can tend to um, really uh, keep us in that shadow of obscurity. Anyway, I'm, I'm maybe jumping ahead, but I, I just thought good. of that right away. <laughs> well, that's, and you can feel that, right? And, and it kind of, obscurity is interesting because it does a lot of things. It, it, it feeds our vanity because if, if there is obscurity, if, there, if it's muddled, if it's unclear, if we're, if we're, um, if we're just not, I don't know, we're just in a very fuzzy place, then really that is probably our ego operating, right? Mm-hmm. So when the ego is operating, a lot of things can be happening. We can, we're operating from beliefs that we have, of course, and, and we can be operating from the beliefs of others. So it makes us a little bit prone to, to giving our power away to others, too. Yeah, yeah, it does. And, and that obscurity, um, as it's talked about in, in relationship to this gene key, right, is, is really, it's also really talking about the, the repression of the right brain or the repression of the feminine um, lateral thinking right and and how you know over time that has caused us to you know overemphasize the logical and the rational and then the the imagery the subconscious which is most of what we're you know how we're operating anyway right as as you would tell us um you know in in the work you do it's like this is when that becomes repressed Right then, then it's it's sort of like um, uh, it becomes sort of the demon or the um, or something that's that's to be feared, and and so then we're operating just from uh, a program or a belief system that is has been fed to us rather than something that's from deep within us. Right, and 
you know, these beliefs, of course, the beliefs are of the mind. So there's a very strong mental construct here that's associated with obscurity. And, um, and of course, the beliefs, as we know from uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, who wrote a beautiful book called The uh, Biology of Belief, um, beliefs really do create the, bi the, the biology or the bodies that we have. And so if, if you just stop and think for a moment, someone who has maybe been influenced by beliefs outside of their own growing up, and then now they adopt them, and these beliefs are extremely negative, judgmental, and they create a level of tension and um, dis-ease, if you will, in the, in the body and in relationships. <laughs> and so... Um, there, you know, it's um, that has that has a negative impact on our health and our body, and they can also um, they can also create expectations of others when we're operating from that place. Mm -hmm. Right, and this this gene key also is. I mean, the city is light, but it really is talking about how uh, how we receive light right through our. Uh, eyes and and the and the action of the pituitary gland, um, you know, in in helping us to uh, uh, interpret the 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 light that comes in as imagination, right? So it's it's also like it, it very much has to do with belief, and it also has to do with how those beliefs, how those things alter our perception. Right, we'll we'll be only be able to see things within that narrow range of of whatever our constructed reality is, right? Whatever the reality that we have constructed from those uh, beliefs, and I I would say that mostly they're limiting beliefs. <laughs> right, and 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 lot, most everyone has heard of, heard of the term, you know, that I'm I'm in a box, right? I'm operating within the box, so uh, you know, I'm operating within this structure as you're describing <clears throat> that has been created by me and by others, and but but you know, it's a confined space, right? It's a confined thing, a box. So I can't see behind me to the side of me. Um, I have to get out of the box to be able to see. Mm -hmm. So I think the box is a great metaphor for what we're talking about here with obscurity. And yeah, I do too. I think that's a, that's actually really perfect. Or, or you know, when and what I was thinking about when you said that was like the having blinders on. Like you really can't, you know, just so that you see within this narrow bandwidth, and and that's. Um, that's also a part of this uh, um, idea of obscurity is that when we're in the shadow, when we are um, locked into these um, programs that we, we are only being able to take in a narrow bandwidth of light. And I think that that's literally as well as figuratively. Mm -hmm. Yes, and this is what a perfect time um, for us to be talking about this. So if, any, if we have a lot of listeners uh, from the US, we're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving here in another couple of days. And that's a time when families gather and you have a lot of uh, often what happens is 
you know, everybody is in their box and we can be blindsided. So speaking about having blinders on, right? Because we're just we're just going along in our box. And all of a sudden we have a drama in our family that we're just like, what? <laughs> what just happened here? <laughs> and so it's a great opportunity for people to really to really be able to um, kind of just observe, observe any beliefs that you have running when you're in this situation, maybe being open to hearing the beliefs of others that and how they might be different than yours, or you might even become super aware of, oh, this is where I got that belief. This is where it came from. This is how I learned it. That's great. And I think it's that really will pertain to us um, all the way through the holidays. I also there's I, I, I think I'll wait to talk about the astrology until we uh, get to the gift part. Because <laughs> okay. but I have I'm kind of um, I'm getting excited about some of the astrology because it, it does relate uh, to this as well. And um, so. Oh, gosh. So when we are thinking about um, how this happens, how we like how we get ourselves into this box, part of it is this repression of uh, the right brain. And there was I can't I can't find the I was trying to find the quote just then um, uh, in in the Gene Keys book that talks about how uh, if we had any idea how much we are restricting ourselves when we are not utilizing the right side of our brain fully, when we are, you know, like only thinking in the logical and ra uh, rational brain and we're not utilizing the imagery and the archetypal um, energetics and the, you know, the lateral uh, thinking and the, you know, the, the broad sort of more broad visionary uh, perspective that comes with the right brain, that we would be shocked at how, how much that is limiting us, like how, how small that box really is. <laughs> you know, we do. It, it really is because, you know, our brain is meant to operate as a whole organ not it's hemis by hemisphere, right? So we have logic lead functions and then we have gestalt lead functions, which are more the symbols and archetypes, you know, and, um, and the brain, those different, the right and left hemisphere have to talk to each other. You know, that's how neurology works. It has to be able to cross those, that corpus callosum and the other pathways to access all the parts of our brain that we, we need. And that's whole brain thinking. So when we limit ourselves and put ourselves in a box and we get comfortable there and we get rigid there, um, when we um, really search information that supports being there, that's something called confirmation bias. So if I believe this, that it must be right. And I'm going to look for information that verifies that I'm right. You know, and you can hear the rigidity in that and you can hear how that that really does anchor this neurology in our brain and limits that whole brain thinking. So it is very much tied to critical thinking. And then we get it. We and then we move into um, this strong belief current that now starts to affect everything we do and everyone we come in contact with. 
And there's a real difference between what I believe and what I know. I want to talk about that. Maybe you would like to lead yeah. this. Yeah, well, so maybe as a lead into that, you know, the further, you know, the another sort of consequence really of of um, of repressing that right brain or repressing the imagery and so forth and the imagination, right, that comes from the right brain, uh, what happens when we don't pay attention to that? It's like, you know, because it comes through as it can be really disjointed, just like all of these random images and archetypes and, and, and feelings and different, you know, expressions that, that, uh, that we don't know how to do it. You know, we don't know what to do with necessarily but if we're if we're used to tapping into that part then we can start to play with it and to you know to get excited about what what it might be trying to show us but when we're repressing it instead it turns into the nightmares or the um, uh, uh, fantasies that are become distorted and that can't be you know that we it from our logical and rational mind, you know, we can't fulfill those fantasies, so they become uh, darker and more repressed, and and so and we get all kinds of delusions and illusions that it's it's very Neptunian. <laughs> it's like that energy of 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 the lower octave of Neptune, where where you're just lost in that, where you don't have the the windows aren't clean, you know, you can't see clearly, and and so you're lost in this delusion or illusion. And so, you know, it really is, a, it's a very important shadow in our uh, current society, in our yeah. current world. It is because, um, you know, this shadow, the, the obscurity really does foster um, fanatics, you know, and, and, and I think as, as people continue to listen, you're going to hear when we get into the next subtopic, which is idealism, you're going to start to hear how it is we need to really become aware of those beliefs and be open. Again, we've talked so much in our shows about being open to looking at things differently or thinking about things differently or looking for information in places we've never considered before. Just There's just this openness really allows us to maybe get a handle on that illusion that you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. The fantasy that you're talking about so we're not so blindsided. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, talk more about this when we get back from break. You're listening to Mystic Margaritas. I'm Margaret Miller. I'm here with Marge Bowen on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means Pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for the Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. We're having such a great conversation about obscurity and belief, of course, and um, this idea that belief is really, really different than knowing. And when we talk about knowing, we're talking about knowing ourselves, knowing ourselves and being clear minded about you know, what's important to us and what, what gifts we offer and things like that. So that takes us nicely into idealism, which is the gift of this gene key. And it's not, you know, I, I, at first when I saw idealism, I thought, huh, you know, and I tend to be a little bit of an idealist. But um, if, if you can think of idealism as really a, a life of expansion and a pur purpose, and I love that word expansion, because I think when we do have um, many, many beliefs running that we're not even aware of, or that we haven't really held much responsibility for, there is a contraction in that, right? It's a very contracting way to operate. In other words, you're in the box. So the box has walls and I can't get out. You know, I can't, you know, it's limited. Mm -hmm. And so I love the idea. I love the word expansion because it's when we start to push those walls down, those sides of the box down and begin to open up and maybe get a little creative about how I might approach this differently rather than from a fixed mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, the, you know, uh, I was thinking about the the idealism. Um, there's a quote in here that then I, I I said this, too, um, recently. And I and I read it when I read it, I started laughing. It, it was like idealism gets a bad rap <laughs> it, because because we think of it as the opposite of realism a lot of times. Right. We think of it as as being the opposite of realism. And I'm. Um, so part of this quote uh, that from from the Gene Keys book says, uh, the gift of realism is actually founded upon a magical truth that the only thing needed for magic to occur is some form of structure and an open mind. And so really, it's not that different from idealism. Right. Because idealism is is looking for the highest expression of something and and utilizing the imagination to bring it into form. Yes. Yeah, so very creative. Yeah. Right. Very creative. And um, obscurity robs our creativity. Mm -hmm. 
Right, because it's blocking that that uh, that right side. You know, it's it's repressing all of the imagery and so forth from the right side of the brain from that creative flow. You know, it's not like you, we need them both. Like you were saying, I mean, we need them to be communicating with each other, and yeah. and uh, and it's I, I love the um, the idea that that as we allow ourselves that imagination uh then we then we can really start to release ourselves from that prison or that box of obscurity and that's when it happens if we start finding an outlet for creativity whatever it is you know allowing the archetypes to to show up in our lives and the symbolism and so forth you know me i like <laughs> i really like my archetypes and my symbology so you know gets me very excited because it's so important to be able to bring that into our consciousness and our day-to-day -day lives and then we'll start living much more creatively yes well it, you know energetically when we when we allow in these symbols and archetypes um, there, it's a beautiful, just as you're saying, Margaret, it's a beautiful way to really be able to see from a different angle. You know, it, it changes the position that we're in and the, you know, the relationship to whatever the issue is in such a way that we are able to really internalize the lesson um, in a much more effective way. So, so in other words, if we only deal from with a problem in our life from the left brain, well, I would almost say left, you know, from the left brain lead functions. So the logic lead functions where it's mostly mental, then there's a lot more information that I'm leaving on the table. I'm not even seeing it until I open up to the symbolism or the archetypal energy. That's why I love talking about the chakra archetypes um, because they really offer a way, just a very different way of looking at the issue and making it more obvious for someone to really understand the pattern they're in so that they can make, choose a different one. Mm -hmm. different being. You know, and, and along with this, uh, I like that you kind of qualified that and said, you know, because it's not like we're doing one or the other exclusively, of course not, but, but it has been, you know, thousands of years where the, that feminine has ha, has been repressed, yeah. um, you know, and that that creativity or that imaginal, you know, world, right, uh, has has been relegated only to a certain number of people, right? That the artists or or so forth, and and not okay. as not as uh, you know an everyday thing that you include in your life, but it's also really important to not. You don't take those things literally. I'm thinking about like, right. um, for example, you know, I mean, there's, you know, because I work in the, in, uh, astrology and, um, the gene keys, you know, also too. I mean, there is full of these archetypes, right? That, and uh, I just got off of the call today, um, for the Pearl retreat where they, you know, they were fielding questions and stuff. And, and Richard Rudd, you know, gave this reminder. He's like, look at us we are playful with this we're contemplating we're playful we're not taking it literally because you have the vocation of um 
let's take the 11th gene key of obscurity, idealism, and light doesn't mean, you know, it's not like that vocation has to be dealing with that particularly, right? Or, or for example, I remember um, uh, interacting with someone uh, at, in a, a big ceremony one time, it was during one of the breaks, uh, it was a, 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 like a four day ceremony and, and the, this person um, indicated that they were the reincarnation of so-and-so, <laughs> of, of some, you know, I don't know, what, I can't remember what it was, Joan of Arc or somebody, you know, and, and it's like, oh, well, maybe, you know, maybe so. But, but when we do that, when you say that, you actually have put yourself back in a box and instead of utilizing the energetics of that archetype you have you've wasted it mm -hmm. really you've identified with it and then and made it into this uh what are you going to do with that you know what, what what do you do with that unless you are able to just see it as oh you know i i resonate with this archetype you know, and, and that, that, that archetype, archetypes are fractal energies, right? And so they, it's like whole streams of people have that archetype, right? And if every single one of them said that they were, I'm sorry to just be going on, but oh, yeah, every, but... every single one of them say that, that I, I am the, you know, the reincarnation of, <laughs> you know, of Joan of Arc or whoever, then what, what do you, you know, then then we really are walking around and that's sort of the other side of it right so too much right brain <laughs> can lead can lead to delusion as well yeah it just really is it just really makes me think of the brow chakra and the crown chakra you know because the brow chakra is about the mental self but also the intuitive self right so that's the symbols and the archetypes and things like that and then the crown chakra is about it really is about really knowing who we are in fact our true light which we're going to talk about light here in, in in a little bit but um and that's the egotist versus the guru so um you know a person who is let's say in the healing arts if they are totally invested from from their own ego right into believing that what they are doing is the ultimate truth right, that, that they only they have the answers, then they've just shifted into an egotist. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so now they're back in obscurity. Right. And so the, the idealism has been lost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we can do that to ourselves at, at any time. And we can also do that to other people in our lives. And I think this, this takes us back, back to that critical thinking. You know, and the right brain is such a piece of this. You know, I love hearing children um, do make believe. You know, I love anything that fosters that curiosity. Right. Mm -hmm. I love a healthy debate. We don't even know in right now in our culture how to debate in a healthy way. You know, it's just I'm right. You're wrong. That's the energy we have seen. Mm -hmm. And um, we lose out with that stance because when we have a healthy debate, now we are learning new ways of looking at something so that I can find where I am, where that resonates. Like you said, resonates with me. Again, I'm grateful for my, my, how I look at life through the windows of energy. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, I, I, oh, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> and I, I think that, um, like one way that that it's maybe not the same as the debate that you're talking about, but I think it, it relates to it. And that is the art of contemplation, right? Where, where this, that's the gene key, you know, in, in the gene keys approach, it's uh, the art of contemplation asks us to, um, to contemplate and to be gentle and to inquire and, you know, to make inquiries and, and, it's you know when we when we're able to contemplate something we can remain open to new information coming in when we're debating per se like the the way that i understood debate at, you know in high school and, and those kinds of things it, it was you take a stance and you 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 know Defend, you don't yeah. you don't back down mm -hmm. Right. Well, I've heard of I've heard of debate classes, which I thought was brilliant, where they you have to. OK, you take a stance on a topic, but then you switch sides. Right. And that's if that is a right and left brain, I don't know what it is. You know, that's a beautiful example of of I'm now I have to. And, you know, we hear sayings like stand in the other person's shoes. Mm -hmm. That's a similar thing where I'm going to start to see the world through their eyes. And it's very different than sitting and watching through my eyes. Right. No, I like I like that you brought that in because that, that's really true. What if what if we can, what if we could look at not only, you know, like there's and most of the time there's more than two sides yeah. <laughs> you know, to anything. And so being able to to really shift, that's a beautiful tool that we have to move out of obscurity and into this idealism is to be able to look at things from a different lens through a different mm -hmm. perspective. So let's continue this when we get back from our break. You're listening to Mystic Margaritas with Marge Bone and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means Pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. 
This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. We're so happy you're listening in as we discuss obscurity and now idealism. So, Margaret, um, you know, as you you were talking about um, contemplation, and I was thinking, I was thinking on the break that how important that is, but how difficult that is oftentimes. It takes great, um, it, it first of all assumes a position of self-responsibility, right? A posture of self-responsibility. I have to be willing to be really honest with myself. And that is not an easy call. Anybody that's, you know, walked that path knows it's oftentimes not easy to look at the human side of ourselves that isn't always pretty. Um, and so it, requ- it does require that humbleness that we've talked about in, in previous shows, but, but, you know, that's what idealism really requires is it requires not only us being very committed to, to self-responsibility, but doing it in kind of a playful way, lightening it up a bit, right? Mm-hmm. Because idealism to move into idealism really does, it really does raise the frequency And, you know, the whole idea of this right brain, too, is the curiosity and the playfulness. And so um, it's really important to, you know, give ourselves a little bit of a break and lighten up about it, but also just be so open to exploring um, many different aspects of our darker selves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that yeah, is absolutely true. And, and you know, that playfulness and also gentleness, right? Because, you know, as as we as we because you do it, it does require us to look at the darker sides of ourselves. And, you know, there's there's all kinds of quotes about, you know, the darkness or the light can only uh, be found within the darkness. Right. That's where we find the light. And and so. You know, it is about that going in deeply and and exploring those those things. That's how we come into a place of of idealism or or realization. And I, you know, I was thinking, um, there's there's a quote here. I'm that's Richard Rudd. Of, guess who it is? It's Richard Rudd. <laughs> Sorry, no, oh, it's okay. We love his quotes. We do, we do. Uh, so here it goes. Idealism represents the steady flow of archetypal memory into the world of form. As long as it's allowed free movement, it will manifest your dreams in the world. One of the trickiest things about your dream is that you never know what it will become as it emerges into the world of form. Right? You only know, this keeps going, you only know the feeling that it stirs deep inside your heart. Right? So we, it's, it's being able to, to hold on, to hold the dream, have the ideal, right? Have that vision, but letting go completely of what it's going to look like when it manifests, right? And it, and it reminds me, uh, I think I've told this story on, on this show before, but it reminds me of, of, you know, when I was, uh, 
from early on, I was a, a lover of horses and I didn't get to be around them very often living in the city. And, and, uh, when I was 16, I got the opportunity to, um, uh, care for a horse and, and have it be my own uh, if I could take care, you know, do the, do the, um, mucking the stall and, and, and so forth. I had a, you know, I had it all worked out, but it was not realistic, right? So my parents said, you know, that's, that's unrealistic. You can never do that. You can't do that. No, no, no. (laughs) And, uh, but my being held on to that dream and lo and behold, I am, uh, I walk around with and play and, and frolic with four horses now. (laughs) On a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> Dreams are a beautiful thing. You know, they're a beautiful thing. And and um, I think that's, you know, I, w- I went to a movie over the weekend. First one since before COVID. It's been at least a couple of years. So I was kind of excited to go. And my friend suggested it. And she, she said, I said, what's the movie about? And she said it was about Venus and Serena Williams. And I said, oh, okay. So I thought it was a documentary, right? Well, it's it's not a documentary. It's a movie called King Richard, and Richard is their father, and so it's and Will Smith stars as King as Richard, their uh, Venus and Serena's father, and Venus and Serena are the tennis players, you know that most people have seen and heard about, amazing women. But what was really impressive to me was this father's the father identifying holding the dream for the daughters. He had a plan that he would have two champions. He did not let go of that dream, that plan. He communicated it to them. He did everything about what he did in his life was to create that. And I thought, oh my, that's so powerful. And it was just really powerful to once again, see that demonstrated by someone in life and have like you, Margaret, and have the dreams come to fruition. Because there's such a resonance to it. There's such a frequency that is so clear. He was so clear-minded about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, having the, having the ability, I haven't seen the, the movie, but I, I get the, I get the idea of that picture and, and having it be, I wonder, um, that makes me wonder about, you know, the ability when it's coming from that clear of a place it has to be so deeply embedded in your being and in your heart that that he was able to um communicate that so clearly or or to be the the director of that in such a powerful way that the children that his children um that adopted it and were able to fulfill that Right. With all the challenges that they had being the, you know, the first black women in the tennis world. Right. And then becoming champions. So there was there were a lot of obstacles that they faced that was out of the norm of of beliefs at that time. You know, so, yeah, it's always inspiring. I think that's why we love to to see movies or read about people who have accomplished dreams and who have, you know, because it's it speaks to that idealism. And it, it does spark something very deep in us um, that we can do the same for ourselves. 
We just have to walk the path. And I pulled a card today from my good friend Evelyn's deck, if I can just say what it is. Uh, This deck is called Inner Compass Oracle. And it actually is, um, I don't know if you can see it. It's, they're, they're steps. And it took place in a particular, in Minnesota, it was, a, it was based on a photo from um, the Pipestone National Monument in Minnesota. But these are steps, and, and the card is about, um, it's the earth messenger of taking the steps. So, you know, nobody's going to get there. It's very rarely do we get from point A to point B instantly, but we just need to take one step at a time, unravel some of these obscurities and start to become a little more idealistic so we can find what resonates with us and then move into the light, Mm -hmm. our light. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. That's like, (laughs) that's so perfect for this. And I, I did, I drew a card as well. And you're going to think I staged it. <laughs> it's, it's just one of these, but I didn't. I, I swear I drew a card today. It's called the language of light. <laughs> and it's from, it's from the um, Mayan Oracle by, um, by uh, Spilsbury and, um, Michael Briner, Ariel Spilsbury and Michael Briner, and it talks about um, the language of light. It talks about how light uh, gets transmitted and how it is there's it becomes a gateway or a portal for um, for our access to the, our dreams, our access to our ascension. And that it reminded me also, um, I, I'm not going to read it, but I, it reminded me about um, the idea that ascension or enlightenment is really that inward journey. Like it's not mm-hmm. out and up. It's not like how we um, often see it uh, portrayed or um visualized it's about this deep inward it's it's downward and inward right that's that's what happens and that's how the light begins to unfold in us is is through that downward and inward journey rather than some outward that's beautiful and anyone who's listening you know to to this show knows you know, there, there can be a lot of darkness in our lives. And I think when we're younger, maybe there's more darkness than when we are a little bit older, hopefully, because we've done some work over, you know, it takes a while to really open up to what that darkness means and what it is and when it began and, and now what, right? And, you know, that is such an invaluable process. And as soon as I go through many of those processes, it's like, we've erased the dark and all of a sudden a little light shows through, right? And a little more light and a little more light. And pretty soon, you know, most every day I'm happy. Um, You know, I'm grateful. Life's going smoothly. There's quite a bit of peace, you know, I mean, and then you get hit with, you know, something that reflects a little darkness again, you know, and you work through that. Right. And that reminded me of, of, uh, I was looking at the, the hexagram for the 11th hexagram in the Chinese I Ching and and it's uh, talking about peace 
And, um, you know, we talked about the, the trigrams before. The upper trigram of this is Kuhn, the receptive. It's three female lines. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that is earth, the receptive. Mm -hmm. So the top part of this hexagram is the earth, and the bottom part of this hexagram is the, the lower trigram is the creative or heaven. So in this in this instance, in this in this gene uh, in this uh, hexagram of the I Ching, it is um, earth above heaven. And so it's it's like it's refers to peace. That's where I was going with that. And it says the small departs and the great approaches, good fortune and success. And so it's like really becoming the bridge between heaven and earth by putting the feminine principle above like allowing that to flower. And so that's an interesting, I, I'm not sure where I want to go with that, but it, it just feels like such an interesting um, visual of, of the earth above, above heaven. Well, the, you know, the, um, it, from the Chinese uh, model of the I Ching, um, the yin is the feminine and the yin reflects dark the yang is light and it's the masculine so i mean so it's basically our soft underbelly right and going in leaning in and, and to be very um introspective it's very yin it's a very yeah. yin quality mm -hmm. yeah okay well here we are at another break again uh you're listening to margaret miller and marge bowen on inspired choices network we're mystic margaritas Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas in this context represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Margaret, I was thinking about, you know, we were talking about the I Ching and this yin, this, this feminine aspect and um, the earth you know, versus the heaven. And, and I think of the earth element and the earth element in the five element model, it um, includes the spleen and, and stomach meridians. And so spleen energy is really excessive energy and stomach energy is dissatisfaction, right? But there's a beautiful um, belief system that comes up a lot for people that's a spleen energy belief system. And it's it goes something like um, that I allow 
<clears throat> excuse me, mental, physical, and emotional shocks and traumas upset and create tension and chaos within me. And um, the opposite of that is I maintain inner peace. Mm. So, you know, um, I think it's interesting because in order for me to realize the chaos and realize how I allow mental, emotional, and physical shocks and traumas upset and create chaos and tension within me, I've got to know what that is, right? And how it gets triggered. And when it's triggered, what to do about it. And once I'm able to really access that introspection, that yin energy, you know, going deeply within to understand it, then, um, then, then I move far closer to peace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then your light begins to shine out into the world. <laughs> So what do you think about, you know, the programming partner for the for the 11th Gene Key is the 12th Gene Key. And um, it's about discrimination and um, the shadow it has the shadow of vanity. So mm -hmm. how do you see this um, related to the 11th Gene Key, Margaret? Well, the where I go, where I just went, as you said that in, in my consciousness was that uh, that vanity is 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 keeping the ego or, or keeping the small self uh, in the forefront where it's going to just wreak havoc and not allow your dreams to come true and not allow you to express yourself you know as who you really are and and that it's it's about it's like um, it's like being obsessed with something, right? The vanity is is what is going to feed um, feed that illusion of myself and keep me away from away from that darkness, right? Like, how can I appear to be this being of light? How can I appear to be something um, that I'm afraid that I'm not? <laughs> and and so I kind of I think that's how it ties in because that our obscurity is a is is the is the repression of of our dreams and visions. And then we're subject to the to influence being influenced by others' beliefs when it's not really true for it's not really sitting with us. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get at who we re the best of ourselves, you might say. Yeah. So what do you think about that? What's what is the vanity? What does it mean? Um, to you? I think you're exactly right. I think the vanity is, you know, to me, it's like an op the opposite of humbleness, you know, and and in order for us to really be open and honest with ourselves um, in self-responsibility, there has to be some humble. Otherwise, I can just believe that what I think and how I conduct myself always in relationship or in my work or whatever is absolutely true true, true and the best way and the only way right. right and so that is again that's putting myself in a box and as soon as we do that of course we are confronted with a situation that reminds us that that is so not true mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we're in pain <laughs> right we, you know the darkness is in our face <laughs> So. Yeah, yeah. So, so also here, then, then the, the city, this enlightenment, right? The enlightenment, <laughs> right? Right. The even the word has light in it, mm -hmm. and 
it's it really is allowing ourselves to unfold you know that those the 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 inner dreams and the inner those inner symbols and to um really recognize that the the light is is contained already within us and and that it unfolds as we unfold as we unwind as we unwind the wounds that are wound around us right you know what i love about the the inner light what i love about it is that when when we discover our inner light all of a sudden now it's okay for others to have their light and it's different even when it's different than my light it's okay there's room for all of it right and and your inner light sparks my inner light and my inner light sparks yours and and together we spark you know <laughs> hopefully we A spark others <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. that is you know that's really what what this you know this uh, city of law of light means it's you know it's the it's the light of consciousness it's the god within it's the it's the internal light that's really the the precious thing that we come to when we can move from obscurity you know um into idealism and we start to access our own light i'm thinking about the the little um grade school song this little light of mine <laughs> i'm gonna let it shine <laughs> let your light shine people <laughs> so next week we are going to be talking about the 10th gene key which okay. is the shadow of self-obsession oh boy the gift of naturalness and the city of being. Oh, awesome. Ooh. I like that. Yeah, that's a juicy Good. one. And it really, really goes and flows right out of this one, too, I think. Yeah, that'll be a good discussion. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Perfect one. So, you know, Margaret, happy Thanksgiving. Um, thank you. you know, right. Um, and I'm so excited about the holiday for Christmas, too. And I'm hoping that we get a lot of snow over the next while. Wonderful. Yeah, I, I, me too. If it's got to be wintertime, it might as well snow. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening in today. And I hope that a little bit of light uh, was shined into your world. And take care. Yep. Shine your light. <laughs>